This is Kim McCutcheon with the Past Turned Up Studio here in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe. This is episode 35 of our podcast series. Make sure to tune in for more podcasts, information, and music. Thank you for tuning in. All right, show number 14 of Help Desk with Joe, and with me as always, virtually, Joe. We're back. We're back, and here we go. Show 14. You're just uh, plugging along with these shows, and uh, for those that aren't aware A&M Digital Technologies takes care of all our stuff here does all the work behind the scenes to make sure our shows happen and you worked out how to do them virtual and with the COVID-19 stuff still going on we're still doing virtual shows but uh happy to have you wonderful that you worked this out and uh you know show 14 so you got a lot of good stuff going on yeah it we're still uh adjusting to the change up in process but each week we get a little bit better yeah it's uh becoming more familiar which i don't like because i do like the person-to-person contact but hey we're making it work and that's what's important so for the folks out there listening uh joe you and cena always help out consumers private consumers you help out commercial businesses you all do a lot of stuff and this show is just part of that routine of uh providing technology news and how that affects people private and businesses and also your tip of the week, which has been awesome um, as we go through. So we had our lights kick on there for a second. So Kale's going to take care of that. <laughs> but as we go, so oop, they went back off. All right. Um, so anyway, got sidetracked there by the lights. Uh, let's get back on track before Cena gets mad at us and starts beating people. Uh, specifically you because I'm I'm here and you're there so you're in danger Joe exactly alright so for uh, topic number one this week you're talking about some Apple map um, things I guess uh, so why don't you introduce us to the Apple map topic for this week okay so Apple has announced that they have added COVID-19 test sites to their Apple maps app across the U.S. covering all 50 states plus Puerto Rico. This update provides testing locations including hospitals, clinics, urgent care facilities, uh, general practitioners, pharmacies, and more, as well as dedicated COVID-19 testing sites where tests are available. In addition, COVID-19 is now a prioritized point of interest option when you go to search for location. Wow. Is that, have you, I assume you've looked at it. Has that, um... Or is it accurate for West Virginia, you think? Actually, I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, I just saw, I was working on this late last night, and, oh, okay. and yeah. I'm Android, and I'm an, I'm an Android user. Oh, so that's right. I, I don't, that. yeah, yeah. yeah, so I haven't pulled up Cena's, uh, Cena has an iPhone or an iPad, but I haven't had a chance yet to pull up her. Hey, I don't Mac blame her. I wouldn't let you touch the stuff either. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, she's been I'm trying just... to search some, She's been trying to socially distance uh, uh, meet with that even before all this. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's on Apple Maps, and it'll show the location of those testing sites. That's pretty good. Is there anything on Android that does that? I haven't seen anything. That, uh, let me pull up. Let me see if I can pull up uh, Google Maps while we're, while we're talking here and see if there's anything on there. But I haven't read anything, but that yeah. doesn't mean, well, I mean it will they be didn't soon, do it and Every time you give us a news item, it almost seems like it's a race to add one feature or another, and uh, the back and forth has been pretty entertaining, to say the least. 
Okay. But that, As of right now, I'm not seeing anything. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, yes. Okay. Nothing like putting you on the spot and making you do some work while we're live on the air. <laughs> You're welcome, Joe. Exactly. That's well, what a good host does. They <laughs> they put you on the spot and make you answer the hard questions while not telling, you, you, not telling you they're going to do it beforehand. Nothing like no rehearsal. Right. <laughs> Okay, so now they do have a big button right there in the map, middle of the map on Google Maps. It says Coronavirus COVID-19, and it has just uh, several checklists, information and updates, uh, quarantine information, travel information, closures of events, schools, prevention, and just a general information. Let me, I'm going to do a COVID-19 test site and see what it pulls up. Right. Okay, I just I was typing COVID nineteen test on Google Maps, and was not pulling up anything. Uh, it said, you know, here's the test sites in your area. Okay, well, that's good of Apple to get to jump on that because I'm sure as we start talking about reopening businesses and so forth, people are going to need to know where to go to get tested if they feel like they've come in contact with someone. Because that's that's kind of the conversations we've been having is you know how do you how do you address if you think you might have been in contact with someone, or how do you address if you need need tested? Um, you know, how does that happen? What are the procedures? So that's a good link for information for folks to at least know where the testing sites are, and then if they are worried or concerned if they have symptoms or whatever the case may be, however they make up their mind, uh, they'll at least know where to go, which is great news for that. Right. Of course, um, if you're unable to find anything, I'm sure, you know, you can always contact, you know, your local hospital, your local yeah, health, department. health department. I know, yeah. I know, I, I know, in general, at one point they had a, and I'm assuming they still have it in place, a dedicated COVID-19 hotline, hotline where you can yeah. call in and ask questions and stuff like that. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate. I think both Room General and Family Health Care have a really good line of communication going with our local community. Uh, to make sure people are informed, know how to get information, and their websites and Facebook pages are pumping out information every day about uh, good, helpful information as well. So that's that's good. I feel pretty fortunate that we're local and rural like that, um, but that is good for Apple to also make that a nationwide uh, and Providence um, area that they can help take care of and make people more aware. I mean, communication needs to be effective, and it needs to be... Uh, accessible so that's good stuff and like you said if you know since the discussion is now being made of oh, starting to open things back up we need to make sure we have you know as they say all of our ducks in a row instead of just pieces of the puzzle a little here a little there just make sure we have everything in place so in case something does happen we have you know okay if this happens we have these steps to proceed on yeah yeah so that makes it important all right well good stuff for apple um, on the topic number two, talking about those late fees. Fill us in on the late fees, Joe. So uh, this was, according to the Verge website, Verizon, AT&T, Comcast, and T-Mobile are extending their policies to waive late fees due to the pandemic through June 30th. Nice. That's good. That gives so, everybody a couple uh, months cushion. Right. So... Uh, at this point, it's almost every U.S. broadband and telecom company. They have committed to, they started back in mid-March to agree upon waiving late fees for 60 days. Well, 
as we're just now starting to have this discussion of opening the economy back up, all the companies are stepping up. Uh, not all of them. A big majority of the companies are stepping up saying, hey, we know what's going on. We know this is kind of a moving target. At this point, we're just now starting to see the wheel slowly turn. So let's go ahead and create and move that buffer out to help people as well. So yeah, it looks like a lot of these companies are extending their late fee waiting until at least June 30th. That's nice. We've had that conversation here about, you know, even when our employees come back, we've had some that uh, elected to take um, a layoff or whatever to help out ease our financial situation. But the problem is even when you come back to work, you don't get your first paycheck um, for roughly, we'll say, three weeks. You work two weeks, you turn in your time, then it takes a week to cut the check and all that good stuff. So, you know, you're three weeks away from getting your first paycheck even when you start back to work, which makes it hard for people to pay their bills. Um, so having that late fee waived for all the way to the end of June should help out a lot of those working people, and that's what we need to have. So that's great. Yeah, and as far as <clears throat> trying to see which companies are doing it, uh, the best thing would be to actually check with your your local telecom or Internet provider or even your utility companies, your electric company, your water company, whatever, any of your uh, bills that you have coming in, if you're running into issues of saying, eh, I don't know if I can make that payment this month, call in with them. And, you know, I have not heard of a company locally or nationally at this point that is being hard-nosed about it. Pretty much every company, I mean, let, let's face it, we're all in the same boat together. So basically any comp- any and every company is, you know, bending over backwards to try to ease the pain of this whole chaos. Yeah, oh yeah, that's nice. And, you know, and they, I'd say as a responsibility to the public, I know, you know, capitalism is you do business and, uh, and business is business. But in times like these, this, it's nice to see companies taking that extra step to try to help out their consumers. Because uh, that's going to be important as we transition back into people going to work, people buying supplies, people you know, needing to pay their bills. That's that's going to be a tough transition for a lot of folks. So it's good to see those companies taking that proactive step. And like I say, I really like the idea of going all the way to June 30th. Just go ahead and bite the bullet, go to June 30th, and then see where we are from there. But that's that make that should make people feel better. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they're recommending that, you know, just like I said, if you're unable to pay any of your bills due, due to all this, call the company and have a conversation with them. Yep. you know the companies all have a situation you know a plan in place but now there was one thing i read on social media a while back and it's one of those i don't know if it's true or not but uh i said some of the companies won't put forth actually say yeah here do this but if you start the conversation with i have i can't pay my bill due to covid19 then that's kind of the the trigger word that they need to hear to actually start right. start the process. So so whether it's true or not, if you start the conversation with that, it's not going to do anything but help you. Yeah. So just keep that little tip in mind in case it is true that a lot of these companies need to hear that trigger word. Go ahead and throw that trigger word out just to see, and it can't do nothing but help you. Right, right. Definitely won't hurt. That's for sure. Okay. Right. Well, good information there. Uh, for those that are interested and know about Airbnb, uh, you have some news on that and some policy changes on their end. Uh, let's go into topic number three, the changes with Airbnb policy. 
All right. Well, before we start, Dave, are you familiar with Airbnb? Uh, we used something a long time ago. VRBO, maybe? Is that one of them? If it is, that's one I've not heard of. Okay. I, I don't know. We used something, but I don't think it was Airbnb. I think, actually, I can look on my phone. I, I probably still have the app. Um, but it, uh, it was like you in the hot seat now. Yeah, I know. That's, I've got you in the <laughs> the, pro- the problem is I can't remember anything hardly, especially that far back. But I want to say, yeah, that's not going to be good. <laughs> uh, me trying to find stuff on my phone goes side. VRBO, yeah, yeah, I have it here. So okay, I don't know what that stands for, <clears throat> but uh, it's it's I, I assume it's similar to Airbnb because you you put in where you want to go and then you look for houses that are uh, for rent for whatever time and so forth. But VRBO, right, yeah. So yeah, all right. So anyway, I, I drug you way off topic there. Sorry about that. But uh, that's all right. <laughs> back on yeah. task, as Cena would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the few people that, if you don't know what Airbnb is, it's it's a uh, crowdsourced a app program uh, company that you can actually rent out a room or your entire house to anybody and everybody. It turns your house or a, uh, part of your house into a an, a bed and breakfast. Right. I always uh, view it as like you're renting a house at the beach, you know, or you rent exactly. a condo, something like that. So, um, and that that's kind of how we did. We rented a house down in Tennessee to go fishing and kayaking, and we did it all through the app. We didn't even see the owners. They had keys in a lockbox, and they gave you the combination, and bam, you just let yourself in, let yourself out, and uh, paid through the app. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, we we did it uh, last summer up uh, up in Ohio, and and we actually liked it. Now, personally, you know, growing up, we either stayed in the hotels or you know, mom and dad had a camper, so it's kind of a learning curve of you go into this place and this is actually somebody's house. Yeah, because we rented a whole house, so it's kind of a weird concept of okay, you're walking into somebody's house, you're actually walking in somebody's living room you're actually walking into somebody's kitchen they you know they actually live here this isn't a you know house dedicated for airbnb this they was you know they was living here the last night so for me it was a little little weird but you know it it wasn't bad i mean we had a great experience the house was nice and all that don't get me wrong it's just it was a little different compared to what i'm normally used to right right that that would be weird you know the house that we rented like the dresser drawers and stuff were all empty so it was more of like a rental place um, not somebody living there, or at least not living there full time. So did I, like I assume all their personal items were still there. Yeah, everything was everything was there, and I'm assuming that's part of how the a normal Airbnb operates. Like I said, that's the only one we dealt with. But I mean, the whole house was clean, and I mean everything was clean and nice. So don't get me wrong about that. It was just weird. You're walking into a room yeah, and. That that would be. Yeah, I can't imagine it. doing that with my house. I mean, I have three kids, and it's like a tornado goes off every evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kale's laughing, but you know, I can't imagine inviting somebody to come stay in our home uh, for a deal like that. Holy cow, we'd have to do some mega cleaning. I don't even know where we'd put all our stuff. Uh, maybe right. they, maybe they'd come and do laundry. You think you could get somebody to come rent your house and then fold laundry while we're there? There. 
I'm sure if you say, hey, I'll I'll knock off so much off your bill if you do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, now that we're talking about that, I wonder if I could get him to, like, remodel the bathroom. Hey, come stay a week, but you got to remodel the bathroom as well. Hmm. Right. <laughs> Interesting. We might, we might be on to something, Joe. Come rent a house cheap. There we go. Do some remodeling. There you go. Airbnb DIY edition. There you go. <laughs> I like where your head's right, at. So, but... <laughs> So, uh, so back to where we we started from. Okay, uh, yeah, Airbnb, yeah. They're act, they're actually changing. They're implementing new cleaning policies, up to and including a twenty four hour vacancy between bookings, to give uh, the host, which is the people's houses that you'll be staying in, time to uh, clean everything, wipe everything down, uh, and get everything disinfected and cleaned and ready to go for the next. Uh, visitor, customer, however they want to call that. Boy, that is scary. I, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel going in behind someone else, because man, if they did, if they were sick, I guess I mean it'd be like the flu or a cold or anything else. Their germs would be there, but boy, that would be rough. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this this new program is completely optional for the host, but the customers can actually see. So the host, they can actually go on the, the app and check mark or sign up or whatever, saying that they that they're set up to allow 24 hours between bookings or whatever. And then the customers can actually go on the app and see which properties in that area they're wanting to visit or stay are participating in that uh, set that program. So it's a voluntary deal, and they just list whether they're doing that program or not. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good that they have that option available for the host to um, show their customers that they're doing more, or or at least being what I would say responsible. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, the cleaning protocol will require hosts to use a list of approved products. Airbnb stated, if hosts aren't able to commit to the requirements of the cleaning protocol, they can opt to use the company. Uh, is calling a booking buffer, right? Where the hosts agree to keep the properties vacant except for cleaning for up to seventy-two hours. So, if you don't have the means, you know, if if it's hard to get cleaning supplies in your area, or you know, for example, you have a whole house that you have to clean out. Uh, if you if it's too big of a task for you to complete within twenty-four hours, uh, you can actually sign up and agree. Okay, I will keep my property vacant for seventy-two hours for the germs and all that to just naturally die off. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's smart. Well, it's good that they're making those accommodations available. That'll make people feel a little better if they do have to travel or choose to travel. As we ease back yeah, into normalcy, that'll that'll be important. Yeah, it helps. But it helps uh, both sides of the coin. It helps the host uh, protect themselves from being overbooked. You know, as of right now, a lot of uh, critical employees, you know, healthcare employees and stuff like that are staying in hotels and possibly Airbnb, stuff like that. They're not going home to protect their families. So you know that you have the host that is being exposed, possibly being exposed to who knows what. And then from the guest standpoint, from the customer standpoint, you don't know who stayed there the day before and what they may or may not have had. Yeah. Nice. 
All right. Well, that's good policy across the board. And I can see, you know, I didn't even think about that until you said it, you know, when you rent a house or rent a room or whatever, that that's important to know how it was, you know, or how it's being taken care of, I guess, uh, before you walk into it, especially now, you know, we, we've got to change our mindset on travel and how we, um, view what's happening. You know, and that's, I'm thinking, you know, with my kids, it's very important. If I take my mom somewhere with us, then it becomes very, very important. Two varies in that one. So, yeah, you might need to take all the precautions you can and, and know that you're, uh, the facility you're going into, that's a, I don't know, it's still mind-boggling to me to think traveling for the first time and staying in a hotel after all this will be uh, tricky. You know, your mind, I'm thinking, you know, what do you do for, like, if they have the continental breakfast and, you know, all the stuff. Who's been in the room before you? How well was it cleaned? That, those will all be scary questions, or at least well, questions and, people and not have a, to ask. Right, and is is the next? Who's your neighbor next door? Yeah, yeah. It, it's my big thing. Is is the neighbor next door someone that is self quarantining that they test positive, so they're self quarantining there, which is happening? Oh wow, yeah, you're right. Or is that person a critical employee that, you know, you don't want to expose yourself to, or one, you don't want to give them anything that you may have and don't know of, and two, vice versa, you don't want them to possibly give you something that they may or may not have been exposed to that you don't, that they don't know about. Yeah, I didn't think about that. They could be a doctor that's staying away from their own family because of the risk, and you might be hotel rooming right next to them. Right, Ooh. and you and you may and you might be a carrier and don't know. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, you know, you could possibly expose that doctor, and flip side of coin, that doctor could possibly be exposing you at the same time. Yep. So, a lot of questions to be answered as we start talking about getting back to the normal routines. Hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, good for Airbnb to at least offer that and let travelers know about some of the precautions that the host can take. So that that makes it nice. So on to my favorite part. Uh, tip of the week, and and you got a right, so, you got a tough road here, Joe. I gotta say, the last three have been awesome, borderline amazing. Well, so today's tip of the week, uh, one thing, one of the unexpected things, well, one of the many unexpected things of all this, you know, everybody was working from home, but at the time, one of the things that a lot of people haven't realized until it comes in the mail or their email is the possible spike in their utility bill oh yeah yeah good point because people are home like kids are home my kids are home right now you know doing their schoolwork, staying up the speed on that watching more tv and burning more lights i'm sure right now as we're talking my two daughters have just about every light on in the house <laughs> and, and that's one thing Cena and i was talking about uh never gave it a thought is you know yeah we're staying home more so, you know, we're, more laundry's getting washed. So yeah, we're, yep. you know, the, wa- the washer dryer's being ran more than usual. So, you know, so we're using more dishes. So the yep. dishwasher's going to be used more. So, I mean, it, oh, it's yeah. one of those. The stove is being used never, more. The refrigerator's being opened more. Right. So it's a lot of those things that you're never, that you don't realize until the bill comes in and goes, Wait a minute, something's off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and using the bathroom at home more, uh, so water bill's going to go up. You're right. There's a whole host of things there that are happening that until you just now said, I didn't even think about. But, yeah, you're right. Hmm. So the USA Today posted yesterday some tips 
on how to uh, – the big thing is trying to curve everything. So try to curve those electric bills, right. electric and utility bills. So the first, the first big one is if you haven't already changed out your light bulbs from the regular incandescent, change those to LEDs and possibly smart LEDs just for the cost savings. Yes. I, and I got to say, we went through probably four years ago and I realized how many lights we had in our house and how often all of them are on and mainly due to my kids because all of them are afraid of the dark, including Kale. Um, you're welcome. I threw that out just to give Kale a little wake me up there. But, uh, but yeah, we switched to LEDs, and I think it was a good move. They're a little expensive, but, man, they last a long time, and uh, they they're cut the cost way down. Yeah, and what surprised me was there was a video I saw on YouTube a few years ago. That was probably two or three years ago. When LEDs were starting to really jump off, there was a guy. He had a electric meter and built it into a lamp, and he said, do you really – have you ever noticed or ever wondered what the difference is as far as electricity use goes between a regular light bulb and an LED? So he plugged a regular, he screwed a, leg, a regular light bulb into the to the uh, lamp, and then he had the meter wired into the middle of it. So as he turned the, the light bulb on, you could see that meter starting to move. Yeah. And then so he turned the light bulb off, unscrewed it, put an LED light bulb in, and turned it on. And they, he zoomed the camera, and you could just barely see that meter the the meter moving yeah we've done that test here in our microgreen hydroponic room and the leds are i don't know i want to say 92 percent more efficient power usage wise and uh kel might know the numbers i don't do you remember that okay because he uh, went through there but he hadn't been in there for a while so lost all that knowledge i'm guessing <laughs> high school kids what are you gonna do you know but um, but yeah, they're a lot more efficient, and they don't burn heat as much either. Don't give off as much heat, if that makes sense. Our um, yeah, fluorescent lights give off heat, and it was amazing because in la in a couple last summer we were talking about man, the room is heating up, which is kind of normal, but we we're like it's an unprecedented amount that we couldn't account for, and we realized the lights were putting off heat. And as we switched, made our switch to LED grow lights, um the heat has went down in the room and then the bill i'm sure has went down so good stuff all the way across the board that's a great tip and especially if you have kids and you yeah i'm sure yours can reach the light switch so yeah you're welcome that's a good tip for anybody that has yeah. kids <laughs> exactly especially if you got more than one so, then you got like five rooms open at once with lights on exactly so another thing, another tip that they're recommending is uh, if you're in the market and you have some of that stimulus money, turn, uh, switch over to a smart thermostat. Ooh, yeah. Yep. We have one of those, and uh, I really like it. Cheryl sets it up. I don't really have a lot to do with it, but I know <clears throat> during the day when we're not home, uh, the air doesn't kick on as much. The temperature goes up, and then when we do come home, she has it set for... I don't know, five or six in the evening, it starts lowering the temperature back down. And then the same thing in the winter, vice versa. So which thermostat do you all have? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one we got at Lowe's or Home Depot. Um, it, well, is, it the net, is it the Nest one by chance? I don't think so. 
Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Maybe we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about a programmable okay. one, and I think you're talking. I assume you're talking about one that you use your phone with. Yeah. Okay. No, we just have a programmable one that you put on a timer, essentially. So it okay. away from the old turn the dial to whatever temperature you want. This one is right. uh, you program it. Like Cheryl has a programmed like it's six in the morning in the winter. The heat kicks on, so it's kind of warmer when we wake up. And then, like say, then the temperature goes down during the day, and then you know warms back up when we're home. So when you're not home, essentially okay. on timer, it works on timer. Okay. You're, well, you're, even yeah, you're that, you're ahead of me. You're a technology guy. You know more about it than I do. You're talking about different. Well, deal. well, even with the the programmable one, that is still more energy efficient than just doing it manually because right. we still have the manual one. And there's times, you know, at night we'll before we go to bed, one of us will try to remember to actually turn it down and right. we forget yeah yeah so then you wake up in the middle of the night and the house is burning up hot because one of us forgot to turn the thermostat down so you just warmed the house up for no reason oh yeah yeah but uh, a programmable one is great it's, it's a great first step and you know at least you're helping balance and cut down on your usage that way but a smart thermostat takes it one step further and actually there's a lot of really neat bells and whistles with a smart thermostat. Yep. Uh, you can actually control it all from your phone, which is nice. So if you accidentally forget to adjust it, you can actually, you know, adjust it. Or, you know, like right now we're in that weird weather transition in springtime where it's really cold <laughs> at night, then you get start to get really hot during the day. Yeah. So you can actually be at, you can be at the office and fire up your app and say, okay, I'm getting ready to leave in an hour, so go ahead and kick your air conditioner on, set it to 75, at least cool the house down a little bit. Yeah. And one, and uh, at least with the Nest, and a lot of these uh, thermostats have the same, have similar features, is with the Nest, it will actually have a motion sensor in the thermostat. So if it doesn't detect motion after a certain period of time, it'll actually put it, put the uh, furnace and air conditioner in like a power save mode where okay if nobody's here if it gets within a certain degree range whether it's hot or cold do this right so nice but if there's motion leave the house set to this which is really nice so we're almost to the jetsons uh era of how things automatically work and help you out i like it yeah i do too and uh like I said, you had the ability to adjust the thermostat manually from your phone. So if you're not at home, you can you can uh, fine tune it. It gives you the it does the motion sensing capability and it auto auto adjusts as well. And then you can program it, like you said, uh, at say at 11 o'clock, it kicks down to certain temperatures as well. Too. So it has all those capabilities. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Um... As if people have questions, need to order one, I assume you know how to get them and can get them. Uh, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, you can give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588. Check out our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com. Uh, check us out online. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at amdigitaltech on all that. Now, just one stipulation on the thermostat. Uh, we can get those, and we can work with you on getting those, but you will need a, either a licensed electrician or an HVAC engineer, which neither seen or I are. But we have, but luckily, we you know we have basically all the numbers for all the 
for all the HVAC and electricians in the area, so we could you know at least get you to steer in the direction on that. Right. But uh, make sure make sure you if you don't know what you're doing, you you hire someone that does. Yeah. And I can help I can help you out picking out the, the thermostat, but please don't ask me to install it. <laughs> Just for your safety and mine, please don't ask. Everybody's involved. <laughs> well, that's I, when I think of that, I always think about you know at least if I and I know I do this to you all the time. I'll call you and say hey. Um, we're interested in this technology product. What do you know? What can you figure out? What do we need, you know, to go from here? So that's just having your expertise in the corner really helps out somebody like myself that's not very techno savvy. So you're right. That's it's always a good call. So I would encourage everyone out there, if you have any technology questions, and it can be even, for example, uh, my one, my daughters both draw a lot. We're talking about drawing options to do digital drawing. You know, either a, some sort of drawing pad or a, a laptop that you draw on the screen or, or whatever the deal is. Just having that five-minute conversation with you cleared up a lot of uh, variables that we had to look at to go through. And it's the same thing with any of these products. You know, call Joe and Cena at A&M Digital Technology. Have that conversation. Let them help you pick out. Uh, and, of course, I'd encourage you to buy from them as well so that they can continue to offer those professional services. Um, but it's always super handy. So having someone in your corner with some knowledge makes a big difference. Yeah, and you know, we we work with you as much as we can, and are as honest with you. You know, there's times where somebody says, "Hey, I need this." Well, why don't you try this? It's free and it works out better. So you know, we try we try to work out and find the best solution possible and as cost effectively as possible. Unlike the a lot of the uh, Somebody's already calling. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's listened to our show live and said, Hey, I gotta call Joe now. Yeah. Well let me if they're so, listening as they're calling, let me just throw this out there. You might ask for Cena. Joe's busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so uh, you know, we try to we try to help out as best we can and find the most cost effective solution compared to like the big box stores, which yes. a lot of times I'll go in there if I'm bored just to test them and see you know, what they know and, and what they try to push. And a lot right, of times, right. a lot of these stores, they go for commission. So they're always trying to steer you towards the higher ticketed item when the, the cheaper item is either one better oh, yeah. or two more better fit for your needs. Well, and as you said, service-wise, I mean, in this particular instance, well, I'll give you two examples. In my example, you know, you threw out uh, variables that we had no idea, you know, and then you start talking, okay, you need to factor in what you're going to do, the cost of it, and then what else it's going to be used for, what else can you use it for, and then comparing the cost to those issues, and that helped help get myself and my one daughter going in that direction, at least with some knowledge, and then you also threw out some options on what your costs uh, to us, or you know, what it would cost us to buy from you, and then the options, so you made it really easy for us to start down that road, which is great. And I would say the second example is in an issue like this, call you guys, talk about your internet connections that you'll need. The And then, of course, you, as you said, you know you work a lot with a lot of the businesses around here, so you know the HVAC guys that have a good reputation and so forth, electricians. Um, so just having that knowledge in your corner is a huge asset for folks here. Uh, and anywhere because you know you do remote work as well so good stuff across the board we really appreciate what everything you and Cena do for us Joe not only as patch but also personally because I, I benefit a lot <laughs> as, a, as we're still working out some sort of drawing deal for uh, my daughters but uh, it's always handy to have good knowledge to work on because as you say I could expect if I went to 
one of the box stores to talk to somebody that does not have a background knowledge of uh, or to the extents that you and Cena have. So it's always handy. Always makes me feel good. Well, we're, we're happy to help. Yep, and that's it's always a good experience. So, all right, well, we'll wrap it up here. I know you're getting calls for your business, and uh, Kale's indicated that we are out of time. So we'll start to wrap up. And you've been listening to Help Desk with Joe, and with me remotely is Joe, and then uh, doing all the heavy lifting behind the scenes is Cena. So, again, I encourage everyone to uh, support A&M Digital Technologies, one of our local businesses here in Roan County, West Virginia. And they do remote work. So even if you're out of state listening to this somewhere else and you like what uh, you're hearing, call Joe and Cena, touch base with them on their Facebook or any of their other social media platforms, and uh, let them help you out. Even if it's uh, small technological things you're doing or if you've got a kid getting ready to go to college, figuring out what the appropriate laptop or what they might need technology-wise, let them help you. They're great people, and they support a lot of our programs here with our uh, after-school and daycare programs. So good stuff all the way around. So, Joe, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you doing another show today. And uh, Help Desk with Joe, popular as ever. Thank you, guys. Happy to do it. And if all goes well, we'll be back next week. Sounds great. We'll be back next Wednesday with more. I'm going to turn it over to Kale and let him uh, take us out. This is Kale, and you've been listening to Help Desk with Joe with Patch Turned Up. Stay tuned in for more podcasts, music, news, and updates from our Patch students. Patch, community and children first.